Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Richie Firth Travel Hacker, I'm Richie Firth, and I hack travel. <laughs> Why have we not got new music for season three? You've literally just thrown that on me. N- never, never once in the gap between the seasons, even in the minutes before we started recording this, did you say, <laughs> Chris... I would really like new theme music. And then you just, then you just do that and make me look bad. <laughs> I'm a man of impulse. Uh, it's just come to me. Christopher, how are you? I'm really good, Rich. It gen- Genuinely, and it, it's rare that I'm genuine with you, it is really nice to see you. Uh, it is good to see you. It is good to be back. Here we are in lockdown three for season three uh, of Richie Firth Travel Hacker. We hoped uh, that season three we would be out hacking for real once again. It's not the case. We're going stir crazy in our homes. Uh, we think that you probably are too, which is why we have decided to come back now for season three. It's not been asked for, but we believe that you want it. Uh, which is a line I've heard you use before. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, that makes me out to be a nasty person. But no, no, true. honestly, it was just a conversation that you and I had once, that's all. <laughs> uh, so we are here. Thank you for downloading the podcast. There's been an interesting development for season three. You don't just have to listen to a podcast, you can become a patriot. Hello? You can become a patreon that's it one advantage of us not going straight into a, a real hacking season three is that as as you may or may not know um because i don't think you've ever really asked me any questions about it um i burned a grand on the, the first season and <laughs> i mean look, look we have ads on the show and look, it, it's really true that the revenue that we've driven from those ads have covered a few delivery meals you know some some tango and flapjacks some rubicons and you know obviously whilst we do have day jobs this has become quite an expensive hobby like yes, i haven't I, seen a check from you for 500 pounds 
No, uh, but th- this this is why it's actually uh, we're actually quite fortunate that uh, we're not able to go out and hack properly no. uh, because <laughs> season one was a financial drain on disaster. This enterprise. Some would say disaster. <laughs> um, yes, we carry adverts, um, but they have paid uh, for a couple of Turkish deliveries, and that's about it. Uh, a Turkish delivery sounds like a beautiful euphemism. <laughs> yeah. uh, which is why uh, we are asking for you to become patriots of this podcast. Still not quite right, but let's keep with it. Explain to us, Chris, what is this Patreon business? I mean, my my thinking is is that people seem to like it when we go out and spend money doing mad shit trying to hack travel, as you say. Yes, and once we've all become vaccinated, we'll be out there doing it again. Season four is looking to be amazing. First, we vaccinate, then we hacksinate. Oh, hacksinate! Oh, that would have been so much better. <laughs> anyway, so we have we have two types of Patreon uh, that you can become. So you go to patreon.com forward slash travel hacker. Funnily enough, that, that wasn't taken. No one else considered themselves to be a travel <laughs> hacker before this. Uh, we've got two offers. So you can chip in just three quid a month and we'll just right, really be appreciative of you. And you will have helped fund us, like buy ludicrous snacks and travel to weird places. Um, but if you want to go up to the five pound a month, so that first one we're calling the Rubicon level hacker. Hello, five pound a month is the Tango and Flapjack level hacker, which is basically for special people. We'll throw in all kinds of extras between the seasons, including bonus episodes. Now, bear in mind that this um, this involves Chris and I doing extra work, okay? Which is <laughs> which is why you've really you've really got to love this if you're going to pay for that. But I don't 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 think that I'm talking you out of it. Do it uh, because if you love it, we'll do extra stuff that the other lot won't get. Everyone listening right now needs a vaccination. <laughs> First, we vaccinate, then we activate. Get your vaccination by being a Patreon. I think you got it right then. I mean, weird pronunciation, but the right word. So what is it? I, I mean, I've got a problem with them as an organisation. So it's called Patreon. Don't, don't do this. Don't do this again. So what's it called? Patreon or Patreon? I mean, Patreon, I would say. But I think if you were to say Patreon, people would just think, all right, granddad, but they'd get it. So what are you once you've paid? Are you then a Patriot or a Patriot? Uh, you're actually just a patron, weirdly. Well, there you are. That's the problem with the whole... Anyway, look, do it. Spend your money and we'll do extra shit. <laughs> Great sell. Anyway, welcome to season three. Let's get underway. Coming up on the show tonight, today, whenever. So then I decided to pull out Old Kent Road. Um... <laughs> Pink. Pink sunshine. Christopher, jab me in the arm with the good stuff. Let's have a hacksonation. What's our first hack? Uh, this is from Sean Hennigan. When I heard this name, I thought, hmm, that sounds familiar. Chris slash Richie. A recent social distance pub conversation, it must be a few weeks ago he sent this, uh, discussed how long it would take to cover all squares of a traditional monopoly board by public transport or by foot only. You can check with Norris McQuirter, one for the Brits there, uh, but there doesn't seem to be an apparent world record, so this might be worth another attempt to get it in the Guinness Book. 
No law breaking allowed, as we know Chris doesn't approve if challenged. The sixth form study room chair fell into his car at school. <laughs> Now that makes this interesting. Uh, Sean, uh, I, un unless this is a remarkable coincidence, I haven't seen for about 20 years, but I went to school with Sean. And the reference at the end there, Rich, and I'm not proud of this. I'm a little bit proud of this. Um, on the last day of school in the sixth form, um, I got up to two things. One of them was put a balaclava in and bring a cork gun into history and pretend to shoot the teacher right. before getting kicked out. I then I then up to the things by reversing my red Ford Fiesta around the back of the sixth form block and threw one of the sixth form study room chairs into the back of it and drove off <laughs> and got home. And my mum and dad were just like, what's that doing there? And I was like, good question. I don't know. Um, and then it stayed there for three years and they moved house. Amazing. Um, having visited your neck of the woods uh, when we did the London Overground world record attempt yes. and seeing what Romford's like, I don't doubt any of that. <laughs> it, thank you, Sean. It's nice to hear from you. Um, uh, it's, it's an interesting question. I, I mean, Rich, where do you want to start with it? Old Kent Road. <laughs> As good a place as any. <laughs> uh, first off, I haven't played Monopoly for ages, so I had to... Uh, re I love Monopoly. It's a great game. I know you either love it or hate it, but I've revisited the board. Um, and um, I, uh, the first thing that I've learned about this, I didn't realise that actually the, the British board isn't the original board, mm. but it, it was an American thing. I didn't realise that. Well, I, I mean, I can give you a, a little bit more, more on this because there's quite, there's quite the tale behind it. Um... The game was originally called The Landlords, mm. and it was invented by a, a woman called Lizzie Maggie, who was a famous feminist and activist. And uh, Monopoly basically stole the Landlords game off her. Charles Darrow, is that right, Rich? Yes. And he released it under Parker Brothers, so fuck him. Fuck Parker Brothers. Um, like, And big respect to Lizzie, who invented the game 120-odd years ago, and didn't get the credit. We're going to embrace Waddington's, who brought it over to the United Kingdom, um, and uh, that's why we're starting at Old Kent Road, which I believe is where uh, Sean uh, would like us uh, to, uh, to to look at. Um, the first thing I would say when looking at a little bit of prep on this is um, the route that Waddington's devised that you would go around the Monopoly board is an absolute abomination of a route. <laughs> It's terrible. Uh, so let's just remind ourselves, Old Kent Road, Whitechapel Road, Angel Islington, Euston Road, Pentonville Road, Pall Mall, Whitehall, Northumberland Avenue, Bow Street, uh, Marlborough Street, Vine Street, The Strand, Fleet Street, Trafalgar Square, Leicester Square, Coventry Street, Piccadilly, Regent Street, Oxford Street, Bond Street, Park Lane and Mayfair. That's the route that we're taking. You ignore the train stations? Uh, you know, I love my trains. I'm not ignoring them, but I, I believe that they are anomalies regarding the route here. I disagree, but carry on. <laughs> In what way do you disagree? Well, is a train station a place? Yes. Is a train station, the, like the four train stations in Monopoly, places on the board? 
Yes, but is King's Cross near the Angel? I, actually, yes, it's I really guess near. It is. It yeah. actually, in many ways, Rich, you can do this without actually screwing things up. <laughs> don't, don't make life difficult. Don't let someone write in and go, "Shut up, Richie! You could have done it this way." Is Fenchurch Street? Is Fenchurch Street near Leicester Square? Not in any way. Is True. Liverpool Street near Park Lane? Not in any way. Mm. Is Marlebone near Whitehall? Not in any way. Meh. So that is why I've chosen to ignore uh, the uh, the train stations. Uh, but if you look at this as a route, so first of all, I believe Sean was saying uh, either to be looking at it on foot or by some form of public transport. Yes. Uh, so if you start in Old Kent Road and uh, you go Whitechapel, th- the route as discussed, four hours 26 uh, for a walk from Old Kent Road to Great Marlborough Street... Um, then from Great Marlborough Street to Oxford Street via the other squares, it's another hour and 20. So you're now looking at five hours, 46. Then from Oxford Street to Mayfair, you're adding another 31 minutes. So you're looking at six hours and 17 minutes to walk your way around the board. Surely you can go quicker on public transport. You can go quicker on public transport. The quickest way would be to go by bike, but that is, of course, not considered public transport. Sean didn't ask for it via bike. And when you refer to public transport, and particularly when you refer to um, the world record attempt... I'm not uh, going down this again. I I disagree with the point. I think certainly Santander or whoever the sponsor is of the cycle should count as public transport, but let's move on. (laughs) But it's not considered public transport. But I will entertain it because in this case, I do believe that the bike is quicker than public transport. Of course, it's going to be quicker. So those bike timings are suddenly starkly quicker. One hour, 31 minutes from Old Kent Road to Great Marlborough Street. Then a further 41 minutes from Great Marlborough to Oxford Circus, uh, to Oxford Street. And then only 11 minutes from Oxford Street to Mayfair. So you're actually only looking at around about two hours, 10 minutes to do it on bike it sounds un- like even as a keen cyclist like myself knowing london that sounds impossible but but that's really exciting but at the moment i'd say it's actually very possible because no one's around in london true so sean i think the early answer for this one is two hour ten minutes by bike get yourself back on a bike that's the best way around the monopoly board and waddington's take a look at yourselves because the order you've put those squares in horrendous uh, okay, so uh, good hack, Rich. Thank I mean, you. We'll ignore the fact that you've missed out four very important tiles on the board. Um, uh, and we'll ignore the fact that uh, the, uh, the controversy around bike account is public transport because I'm on board with you. So I'm going to go with you on this anomaly. I just I thought as a just a little aside, I thought I might bring to your attention richardwalkslondon.com. A really nice little site. I mean, you can imagine what it is. It's a guy called Richard who walks around London. Mm. And he did this. Uh, So he moved to the UK. A few years ago, he did this. And um, so so it turned out for him to be a total walk distance of 54 miles. Wow. And he admits he did, you know, he he wasn't gunning it. And he did stop to take some photos and get some food and water. But, you know, with a pretty focused mission, he walked it in 12 and a half hours. Well, I mean, I'd say he's gone pretty slowly there. Well, for a start, he stopped everywhere he was supposed to. Right. What was his mileage again? 
Uh, 54 miles, 87 kilometres. Hang on, I'm getting my calculator out because uh, that's absurd. One second, please. Uh, I'm adding up the mileage of uh, of my calculations um, and I've come up with 178. That can't be right. I must have missed out a decimal point. <laughs> One second. <laughs> Didn't we have issues in the first season and Many. the second season with my maths? 19.6 miles. That's I mean, absurd. The, the train, the weird zigzag in the trains will add some to it. Plus, you're probably wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> I reckon Come on, he's you, American. We both know you're wrong. I don't think so. I don't think so. 19.6. And we only did it in six hours and 15 minutes. Uh, So Richard Walks, um, shut down your website. That's useless. Okay. So look, you're you're, you're Mr. Hexagon Curtain sat at home preaching about it. He actually (laughs) did it. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you criticise my curtains. I just want to give one final little comment uh, from Richard uh, when he did this. It was lovely outline and it, it, it just... He, he's a kindred spirit. You, you, you will feel a bond to him when you read okay. this. Uh, he says at the end, I actually felt surprisingly good, which was just as well, as I still had to walk another four miles back to Old Kent Road, where I'd left the car. <laughs> oh, where I left the car, which takes us all the way back <laughs> yeah. to season one and you leaving the car in the car park of South Member Services at the M25 and picking up a parking fine. That's what took us down the financial black hole that is this podcast. No, look, it wasn't good that, yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> the the, the, the fucking first hack stupid, we debt. The stupid flights from like Bournemouth Airport, wherever it was, <laughs> Southampton, to Bournemouth to Liverpool Airport. That was that that trip was the one that did it for me. Southampton to Manchester. The only good it was spend pricey. on that. <laughs> the only good spend on that. Actually, there was a couple of good spends. There was the beer at the airport. There was the TGI Fridays, and there was the cans on the way home, and the flapjack on the train to Southampton. Solid flapjack. Become a Tango and Flapjack subscriber to uh, Travel <laughs> Patriot <Hack>. Games. <laughs> Rich, what happens when you mix the colour white and red? Pink. Let's move on to our second hack of the day. Yeah. Hack number two. Hello, hackers. I'm a little late in finding your podcast, but really enjoying it. I was particularly inspired by your record setting of the London Overground. Oh, no, he hasn't listened to it all yet. (laughs) Once we travel again, I'd like to try a similar record record setting run in Massachusetts, trying to visit all the stops on the MBTA commuter rail system as quickly as possible. Here's my question, or maybe more of a travel hacker rules clarification. I don't think it's possible to visit all MBTA commuter rail stations in a day. See routes and timetables here in case you disagree. And he sent a link, which I've clicked on. I don't know if you've bothered. No. In that case, (laughs) should the record count my total time over two days? Or should I recruit a friend and see how fast we can visit all the stops between the two of us in a single day? Thanks, Bradley. Hello, Bradley. Uh, You are so defeatist, my friend, uh, but we'll come back to that uh, early observation in a minute. Uh, Let's have a little look at the MBTA commuter rail system. That's what you're here on this podcast for. Uh, Yeah, Massachusetts. It's a biggie. It's it's bigger, first of all, than the London Underground. Um, The total mileage 
of the MBTA system is 398 miles. Uh, That is compared to a mere 250 miles uh, of the London Underground. Uh, Now, as a result, uh, Bradley's thinking that he can't do it. The London Underground only serves 270 stations and 11 lines. Your Massachusetts system, only 141 stations Ah. on its 13 lines and has a top whack of 79 miles per hour. The average speed of the London Underground is 21 miles an hour. So no, I didn't open up Bradley's link and I didn't look at the timetables. But I'm absolutely certain that if you can do the London Underground in a day, I'm certain that you can travel the Massachusetts uh, that's, commuter that's three rail attempts system. now and it's getting worse <laughs> the massachusetts bay transportation authority system in a day i'm positive of it if we were to go on what he's talking about with the rules did bradley say that he was thinking of getting him and a mate to do it and see if they could both do it in a day but he does one bit and his mate does does the other i, I think the implication is they would divvy stations up I mean, I mean that's I don't know. not a record. Totally. I mean, that would, I'm on board. That would decimate any rule-breaking system. You can't have, uh, you can't have like um, uh, Usain Bolt saying, "I'll run the first 50 meters." Um, Linford Christie, you go and run the second 50 meters. That would not be a brand new record. Although it does does pose like an interesting new challenge on, on one of these station acts. Let's say you gave each of us two hours each. What's the most stops we could do individually in two hours and see who could do more? Oh, my word. Now, that's a completely different thing. That's I would, fun. I would love to take you on <laughs> in trying to visit the most stops in two hours. That'd be brilliant. Whilst I'd love to give you the pleasure of that, I'd rather just follow you around whilst Jemima beat you. Jemima, there's a name I haven't heard for a little while. But I'm certain we could beat her. Even even with you tagging along and being the voice of negativity, I'm nope. absolutely certain we could take Realism. her down. <laughs> so look, what, what what have we got for Bradley here? Like he's written in, he's from Boston. He wants yep. he wants he wants some vibes from us. Why is he wanting to go around Massachusetts if he's from Boston? For Boston, first of all, what's he dodging in Boston? Okay. What have they got on him? Is he a fair dodger? Okay. Well, how's your American geography, Rich? I know where it is. Where's Boston? Uh, America. Yeah. Like, America has got... Hang on, let's, let's do... America has 50... States. The uh, principal city in the state of Massachusetts is... Philadelphia? Oh, my God. Okay, let's just do them. Uh, the city of Boston is in mm-hmm. which state? <laughs> okay is it in massachusetts i mean let's maybe move on <laughs> okay um i speak now directly to bradley now that i've put a few things together what shall i go no you hang around for a few seconds bradley get out and do it and email it back i promise you you can do it in a day absolutely certain just get up and get off your backside when i did the london underground in a day i started at 5 50 in the morning that's why you can't do it you're being defeatist my friend 
And when you failed to do the overground, you wouldn't let us start at that time of day because you had other priorities. <laughs> no, we did do the overground in the day. We mm. just didn't break the record. Because it, the station we needed to stop at wasn't opened when we went past it. I would like to refer you and Bradley to an article from 2013, June the 24th. Hands up now. There might be more trains and more lines on the MBTA these days, yeah? Uh, a group of students from MIT. I'm not even going to go into what that is with you right now. Massachusetts College. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> in one. Um, they uh, they attempted this in 2013. I bet they um, did it in a day. Uh, Raphael Dumas, William Chow, Katie, Pink- Katie Pincus and Michael Gordon. Saturday, mm-hmm. 22nd of June, 2013. And uh, they did it in 12 hours. There you go, um, which is around about the time that you could do the London Underground in, uh, which I think was 13 hours for the uh, for the record. Well, look, Bradley, look, there's your target, yeah? You t- t- Take on these MIT bods and uh, beat them in the name of Richie Firth, Travel Hacker. They have not extended that place since, uh, oh no, a four-mile extension 2016 to Wachusett Station. So that's it. I reckon that record's still doable. Get out mm. there and do it, Bradley. Uh, do you want to introduce an ad break? Yes. <laughs> right, let's get some Turkish. Here's some ads. Chris, what happens if there hasn't been uh, an advert there? Um, who is playing for my uh, Salma Beatty? For your what? My Turkish. What did you call it? <laughs> my Salma Beatty. Salma Beatty, is that your? Is that what you would go for? That's my order, yes. I, I would always go for a Tavukshish. The truth of the matter is, Rich, unless people uh, got an advert then, <laughs> we're going without our Turkish takeaway this weekend. <laughs> Please become a patriot. Close enough. What's the big yellow ball in the sky? <laughs> Sunshine. Uh, now, Rich, do we have time for me to do this very quick anecdote from someone? It's not that quick, actually. Or do you want to go straight into the final hack of the show? <laughs> if, if it's not quick, let's go straight into the final <laughs> hack. Gretchen, I'm really sorry. We're running out of time in today's show to do to, to read your message. I promise I'm going to bring it back to every single show. <laughs> episode two can't wait to hear it but good, now good luck to you too gretchen it's nice to hear from you rich who is your favorite short-haired american noughties pop singer pink here's a final hack hi chris and richie great podcast one exclamation mark very funny four exclamation marks Sounds good so far, yeah? It does, yes. Uh, Perhaps. Uh, let's average it out on two per statement. Sure. Well, actually, two and a half, because four plus one is five. It's five. five. Two, Massachusetts. Two Great podcast. Very funny. Perhaps not where it's meant to be. Another four exclamation marks. Not quite sure where he's going with this now. Uh, so that's uh, that's four out of five is nine divided by three. That's three average ask, uh, exclamation marks per statement. I'll yeah. take that. And one shitty comment per three sentences. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the message. Anyway, I have a lovely cousin, that's a euphemism, who lives in the West Highlands of Scotland alongside Loch Aelort. 
I live in Hindhead, south of Guildford. <laughs> Your Scottish is terrible. That sounded more French. Lochilot. 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 I have travelled up to see her twice. First in a car with young kids quite some years ago now. Three exclamation marks on average. <laughs> I'm, I'm stopping the exclamation mark uh, factor now. When one asked, are we nearly there? When we were on the M25 after Heathrow. Uh, followed by four wonky smiley faces. I've got a big time for this this person. This I like. I like you. Halfway point was the Scottish border. Three exclamation marks. I mean, one that's funny. She's keeping that average up for three exclamation yep. marks. The journey took twelve hours. She's very remote. The second time was by train. I went alone, and the train company offered a fantastic fare from Hazelmere to Loch Eilort. It was by far the most picturesque train journey I've ever had, from Glasgow to Loch Eilort. The entire journey also took 12 hours. So my question to you is, please devise a trip that can take me to see her in A, less than 12 hours, and B, cost-effective. No hitchhiking, two exclamation marks, which drops us just below the average of three, (laughs) from Elaine Vass. P.S. Thanks, Elaine. P.S. I can't wait for a future dictionary of Firth classics. Hacksinate to support, or no, Hacktivate to support my chosen words in my Scrabble games with my hubby. I'm finding it hard to justify their validity. Five exclamation marks, putting the average of exclamation marks back over three. Well, we'll take that. Uh, Elaine, a lovely message. Uh, I love the idea of a Firth dictionary. Um, should uh, Should this. Uh, never take off financially. That Putting could the be the next in. way. Hey, nothing. What? I-, I didn't say anything, Rich. Okay, I felt like you abused me. Um, yeah, should this not take uh, take off financially, a dictionary could be uh, a-, a good idea. Let's have a look at your hack. Uh, so, from Hindhead to Loche Lort, uh, there may be people who are not overly familiar with uh, where Loche Lort is. Um, Fort William. Uh, is in Scotland. It's north of Glencoe. Loch Lort is west of that. It's a long, long way away. Uh, that is a long drive to do. However, I've not done the exact same drive uh, that, uh, that you have. Uh, however, I can tell you I have done a similar one. So we're looking at around about 564 miles uh, that Elaine is talking about here. When I was a kid, I used to uh, live in Eastbourne and uh, we went on a family holiday to, um, what's it called? Isle of Skye, that's it. Um, Isle of Skye too. Very good. Uh, my dad and my brothers went up on the train. Me and my mum drove up in the car with all the luggage. We left Eastbourne. This is where you're going to have to do uh, some of the maths, Chris, because I think we were quicker than what Elaine was. We left Eastbourne at four o'clock in the morning. I can remember being in Stoke for seven. A.M. still. A.M. Yeah, that, that makes is- sense. That sounds about right. Three hours yep. from Eastbourne to Stoke. I remember it's us good journey, being, that, but that time of day, that's doable. I remember us being uh, around about Glasgow at eleven o'clock, flying. Yeah, then I remember us being uh, around around about Fort William uh, for around about half past one, and my mum saying, "Let's call your dad 
to let him know that we've got here safely. I then turned to my mum and said, this is his new BMW. Do you really want him to know how quickly we've got here? So she left it a couple of hours, rung him and he went mad. Um, but the point is, we left at four in the morning and got there at around about half past one. So how many hours is that? Nine Five, and a half. Five, six, seven. Yeah, so it's doable, Elaine, if you put Sorry, your foot down. Sorry, not nine and a half, eleven and a half. Eleven and a half. Twelve hours was her parameter, wasn't Ten it? Ten and a half. Five, six, seven, eight, Sorry, nine, Richard, ten, it was, it was, eleven. Sorry, Rich, it was four and a half hours. Right, I'm going to add this up myself. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, oh, one. God. It's nine and a half I hours. Just, I never thought I'd be 41 and just sat here on a video call whilst a man counted with his fingers. (laughs) (laughs) It's nine and a half hours, Elaine, so my first message would be, put your foot down and you can do it quicker. I'm going to make sure that I'm looking at the the eyes and the video of Chris as I suggest this next one. The next thing to do is to drive to Southampton Airport. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which in the stomach. (laughs) (laughs) which we did in season one uh, when we were trying to find the quickest way to get from London to Manchester and I said that it was to drive we got the train to Southampton Airport and we flew from Southampton to Manchester now sadly Covid hasn't had a very good effect on Southampton Airport Chris do you remember when we went there uh, and all the flights that were going off do you remember? Yeah, it's about one every six days. It felt like all there was. It was basically a glorified pub. <laughs> no, there were way more flights than one every six days. There were flights going off to all sorts of places. Sadly, like, like Manchester, to, like Manchester, like Newcastle. Sadly, at the moment, there's only two flights a day from Southampton Airport: one to Guernsey and one to Jersey. And to be serious for a second, that's really quite depressing. I mean, is the pub still open? I hope so. Um, what has contributed to that is Fly B doesn't exist anymore, which is who we flute with. Oh, I f- flute with? Yeah, past tense of fly. We flute. Yeah, that's, that's who we flute with. I can't wait for a future dictionary of Firth classics. <laughs> so because there's no Fly B, there's barely any flights from Southampton Airport. Really so it is really sad. Um, and for a second, yeah... All the people who worked, at, I don't know, Avis Rent a Car, and yeah. uh, all that negative the, publicity you you gave them, I think did. No, for them. I gave them positive. You were the one that was moaning all the way through. Uh, it's people like you that killed it, not COVID. All right, on sure. your hands be that red blood. What? <laughs> so Southampton Airport is no longer an option, sadly, to get up to Glasgow. Uh, so then I had a look at the train. And uh, yes, indeed, uh, you could get from uh, Hazelmere up to uh, up to um, uh, up to Lochelot um, <laughs> in good time, but not much quicker than the 12 and a half hours. Uh, and you were looking at something that was cheaper. So then... I decided to pull out National Express. Oh, interesting. Oh, yes, interesting indeed. Christopher, how much do you think it's going to cost to get from London Victoria Coach Station to Glasgow? Uh, It could be as low as 35 quid. 
National Express at the moment, right now, yeah. when you hear this podcast, aren't operating. They have ceased to operate well, th- until the 1st of That was one of the of most March. pointless questions I've ever been asked. <laughs> Not really, because I'm about to give you an answer. Right. However, they open up again on the 1st of March. And you could travel from London Victoria Coach Station on the 1st of March. Um, and if I just close this tab, here we go. 8.30 in the morning, you would leave London, Victoria. You would get to Glasgow at 8.35 in the evening. So the quickest coach possible is 12 hours, 5 minutes, and it costs £29.90. So, what's her name? Hazel? Elaine. Hazel. She's from Hazelmere. That's it. That's where I got it from. <laughs> Elaine or Hazel whatever you're from or your name is you're not going to get there any quicker than driving but by being on the coach it might just be cheaper okay Rich it's it's nice sell for National Express I don't know how much they've paid you but okay how many minutes walk is it from Hazelmere (laughs) to Victoria Station it's around about 45 minutes on the train to Waterloo. To, okay. So that wasn't my question. But it, I think it, basically you're, so you're saying it's probably an hour to an hour and a half just to get to the start of your journey. <laughs> Correct. And the end of your journey is Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, I'm really which, giving which you... Which is a, a very long way away <laughs> from, from Lock Lock Lock. And And whilst... Well, this is so bad, Rich. This is so bad. Whilst we're on that, Loch Adel isn't even a proper lake. It's more an estuary. <laughs> the bottom line is, Chris, um, there is no better answer to the hack than the problem that Elaine has come to us with in the first place. Well, there you go, Elaine. I hope that's enlightened you. You could return to be cycling in 51 hours. <laughs> oh, dear. Was it whack or was it hack? Uh, Rich, I, there has been some hacking today. I think gen- genuinely, you half hacked the first one um, to, to look at it optimistically. Thank you. Uh, you, you. You merely commented on the second one, so that's hack whack neutral. <laughs> and the third one was a big steaming whack. <laughs> oh, I've got a migraine. I don't know what's just happened. I hope you've enjoyed episode one of season three. If you'd like to get extra bonus stuff and actually pay for this shite, uh, then become a Patreon by visiting patriotgames.org or whatever our URL is, is that so Chris not... is about to tell you. Go to patreon.com forward slash travel hacker. If you'd like to email us directly uh, with some hacks that you'd like us to hack, Travel Hacker Podcast. Uh, why is your head in your hands? Come on, we're trying to sell our merch here. It's travelhackerpodcast at gmail.com. I mean, in many ways, this has been a textbook season opener. <laughs> oh, this Patreon's going to die on its backside, isn't it? Uh, please, We've already got you... six, Rich. Come on. Have we? Yeah. Amazing. Brilliant. If you'd like to become a patron of uh, Travel Hacker, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, patreon then (laughs) where do we why are you still talking (laughs) where do they go patreon.com slash travel hacker is that it yeah brilliant and if you'd like to email us travel hacker podcast at gmail.com if you don't fancy paying for extra shit just do what you keep on doing and it'll keep dropping in without you asking for it you're the first adult i've seen who is not a colleague or my family 
in this year and you've made me cry. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Pink, pink sunshine. Pink, pink sunshine. Pink, pink sunshine. See you next Tuesday. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.